but yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes that you, you have to, the bad thing happens and it is an opportunity. I mean, and that's, that's okay. That's part of the fun, right. Is, is sort of thinking on your feet. It's a little like improv, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Or you show up at a location and somebody changes the brief at the last minute. It's like, well, shoot, I got to figure out how to make this work, you know, and everyone else is freaking out and you don't have to freak out because you think to yourself, no, this is kind of where I eat. This is what I do. I walk into some place and I make it work with minimal lighting or whatever it is. Like, I know that I can get something good out of this, you know, and let me do my job. I'm good at this. Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Before we get started with today's interview, I wanted to let you know about an exciting new project we've launched called Quest. Quest is a subscription platform where each month a new preset and profile collection will be released, giving subscribers access to fresh photo editing tools that are designed to push the boundaries of creative expression. On top of that, subscribers will get access to an education platform with new tutorials and bonus content each month. We wanted to keep the costs low, and so we're doing all of this for only $8 a month. As a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of May, use the code PODCAST32 when you sign up for this special offer. This is a game changer in the preset world, and we're very excited about this new project and we hope you will be too. So be sure to head over to archipelagoquest.com and check it out. Now, on with the show. Bill Wadman is a portrait photographer living in Brooklyn, New York. His images have been seen on the covers and pages of major publications, books, and galleries throughout the world. A prolific creator, he has an endless curiosity that drives him, and this is evident by the diversity of endeavors he has taken on. These include his acclaimed 365 Portraits project, which has won him praise from USA Today, The Times of London, and more. He's also created several short films and is well known as the longtime co-host of the On Taking Pictures podcast with Jeffrey Sudoris. We chat about his career, about his creative process, and everything in between. Let's dive into it. I used to do a podcast called On Taking Pictures for you know, for a billion years. Right. And, uh, and in podcast just, in podcast terms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What are we? 325 episodes, 320 something episodes, Jeffrey and I, Oh yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's funny after doing that for, you know, six years or whatever it is, every single week, it's weird not doing one every single week. Right. You know, at a certain point it's like, wait, did I shower this week? <laughs> Something's <laughs> missing. Yeah. yeah. There's something. Yeah. yeah. I forget to eat or something. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, like, I guess we could talk about that in terms of, of, of you and what you do, because I think for me personally, it's like, I've just got like a curiosity and I think that's, yeah. that's like a personality thing. If you, if you're a, 
Like if you're doing on taking pictures for what was it like five years or, or yeah six years I think six yeah. years and you guys were doing that what weekly or every week every single week so yeah we never missed a week yeah that's crazy so I mean yeah. there's got to be like this endless curiosity that you you sure. kind of have to have right yep absolutely yeah yeah I you know I mean I think that's why you end up doing a lot of different things right you know I mean there's yeah. a, I still feel weird about being a photographer that right. feels really strange to me because. I have no education in photography. I have no, you know, it's just, I, it's, I, this is, this is not where I thought I would end up Yeah. and it may not be where I end up. That's the other weird thing, right? Yeah. This idea that this could be a transient element of my life. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. You know? well, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, and let's, let's talk about that. Cause I mean, you're, you started out what uh, you went to the Berkeley college of music. I did. Yeah. I went to music school. Yeah. And um, so back then, what was, what, what did you what did you think your life was going to be like? Well, I, you know, I went to school originally for music production. So I was okay. uh, producing and engineering and that kind of stuff. I mean, at Berkeley, you're, you know, I also played piano and had yeah. to do all, all of that stuff too. But, yeah, yeah. um, but I imagined that I really wanted to be a mastering engineer. You know what that is? Uh, it's sort of fill, like, the, fill me in. it's like, it's like being a colorist in the movie thing. It's sort okay. of like a, the last final polish, like the movie's done, the movie's yeah. cut, everything's in. Okay. Now we're going to like, tweak everything and make everything blend and make it look like a movie. So right. it's, it's sort of that process in recording. So it's, you know, a little bit of compression, a little bit of EQ, really amazing sound system where you're actually trying to listen to any flaws in it and, you know, make sure nothing's clipping and yeah. bring all the levels together, like sort of be the person who does the sort of final polish on a record. Yeah. And, uh, I always imagined myself doing that for some reason that I now don't quite understand. <laughs> you know, sometimes you like, you know, these, you, you, ever, you have these things when you're younger, you, be, you, you think you're going to end up somewhere and sure. And it's not where you end up, but yeah, I went to school, graduated, and then, um, quickly realized that I didn't want to basically work in a studio getting sandwiches for people for the next three years <laughs> of my life. Right. Um, and so ended up, but I, but I had played with Photoshop and done some web stuff. Cause this was like the mid nineties, right? right? This is like, you know, the, the heyday of if you were a computer nerd and I was used to build my own machines and, you know I mean? Like I was that guy. Yeah. Um, I, I playing with the web and building little websites and learning how to code HTML and all that kind of stuff. So when I get out of school in 98, it's sort of like, well, I can either go get an internship for $5 an hour or somebody will pay me 50 grand a year to, to work on websites. It's like, well, right. I'm going to go work on websites. And right. so I moved to New York and got a job in advertising. And I worked as an art director in advertising for seven years or so. Hmm. Um, so I did advertising, which I also have zero <laughs> education or skill in it of any kind. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a, I'm a fast autodidact, right? Like I, yeah. I pick stuff up quickly. Yeah. Um, and when I meet people, I think you're probably like this too. When I meet people who know things that I don't know, it's like, I want to be a sponge. Like, tell me everything, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you right. know, you're telling me something I'll cut you off to be like, wait, did you mean like yeah. from this, you know, a friend of mine is a dentist and she was, I was talking around uh, yesterday, you know, about normal, just friend stuff. Sure. And then we got on this conversation about like reconnecting people's bites that had worn down. I was like, wait, so you're adding, you know, material to the surface. And she's like, oh yeah, to the bite surface. I'm, and I'll just get sucked into dentistry and I don't even care about <laughs> teeth. You know what I mean? But now, but now, th great, Bill. Now I want to know about that. <laughs> exactly. So I think, um, you know, I do a little personal podcast called Pals with Bill Wadman that no one listens to, which is fine. <laughs> but it's just me interviewing my friends who do stuff different than I do, you yeah, know? Yeah. So-and-so is a professional dancer. So-and-so edits movies. So-and-so does, you know, I just find it fascinating just to figure things out. So yeah. 
I sort of, I get bored easily and I jump around. So yeah. by, I think it was 05, my father uh, got sick uh, for a final time and, and passed away. And then I was kind of thinking, man, I got to do something else, right? You know, yeah. um, I don't, advertising doesn't make me happy. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I can make a living. Um, and then, and then uh, I started taking pictures somewhere in there and bought a original digital rebel, right? When the first digital SLRs came out. I had had a, another little Canon EO, uh, Elon seven or something, you know, like the film camera. Yep. And I was like, Oh man, you know, maybe I can get one of these digital ones. This is right. insane. I could replace the lenses, you know, and got one of those and messed around with it for a few years. And my mother said that my portraits were good. So I should stick with portraits. My mother who, you know, I, I don't know where she got this thought. I guess she was just trying to be my hype man or something. <laughs> and, uh, so I started doing portraits and I, and I showed some portraits to an art director, art buyer that I used to know at a firm. And she said, yeah, these are pretty good. Like come back when you have more. Yeah. And I said, okay. So I thought, how do I take a lot of pictures really quickly? And so I bought 365 portraits.com and I just started taking pictures one a day for a year. Yeah. This is 2007. Yeah. And, uh, the first few dozen or hundred are terrible. Yeah. And that's fine. Cause that's the way that works. Right. I mean, you yeah. just got to keep doing it until you figure it out. Yeah. And then by the end of it, they start feeling like the portraits I still take today in, in a strange way. You know what I mean? You like find what makes you feel comfortable or like where your eye is, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and by the end of that, I, I, I started getting inquiries from like a few magazines. I don't know if I reached out to anybody. I honestly don't even remember now, but you know, I, I got enough notice from doing that. Cause there were a lot, I got, I don't know, at the time it seemed like a lot, like 20, 30,000 people a day looking at that website. Yeah. That's um, lot. in 2007, that was a lot for yeah. a website. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was Yahoo site of the day and things that like meant something back then. Remember, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's right. um, and so, so I kind of fell into photography and, and that's, so that's where I was for a long time. And it's just, it's sort of like rolled along from there. Of course, I joined photography right before the 2008, you know, collapse of the economy, the collapse Perfect of timing. the magazine industry, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody and their, and their, and their sister has a DSLR and is trying to be a professional photographer then, you know, yeah. um, it's, you know, I listened to the episode of you talking to my buddy, Matt Carr the other yeah. day, you know, and Matt's talking about, Oh, I was in high school and I was in Czech Republic and I'm doing this. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't touch a camera until I was, you know, 25, 28 years old. Yeah. You know, I never thought of myself as a visual person. I mean, I like paintings and stuff, but I was never obsessed with it in high school. I wasn't on my high school newspaper. You know what I mean? None yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you had this, you've got this, like you said, you've got this autodidactic, you know, quality, right? Like you, you're, you have a curiosity too. And, and maybe that's all it took for you, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because in some ways the, the, the skills that I had in Photoshop doing designs for websites and all that kind of stuff are completely different than what you need for, you know, Photoshop is one of those apps that you could use a set of tools and never touch an entire other set of tools. Right. And for somebody else that the other set of tools may be all they touch and they don't ever use the things you do. You know, That's it's, right, it's yeah. that kind of workshop. Yeah. Um, and so I think that to some extent I had some knowledge of Photoshop just from those times. And so when I got into uh, photography, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't fall into something like that and think, oh my God, what is this app? This is too big. It's too mm -hmm. overwhelming. It's sort of like, oh, I had some knowledge about how to manipulate things even yeah. then, yeah. uh, 
Although again, zero education in any of that or yeah. any of this. Um, yeah. It's funny sometimes when people call me or ask me questions or, you know, they'll say, Oh, what school did you go to for photography? <laughs> I'm like, I have zero education in photography. There was one time this guy contacted me and wanted me to teach a photography course at like a university here in New York because <laughs> he had seen my work or whatever it is. He's like, yeah. you know, I, I'm a friend of a friend or, you know, something like that. And I was supposed to go in to meet him. And then he, he like canceled the interview at the last minute. I was like, what's going on? Like, what, you know, he's like, well, I realized that you don't have a fine arts degree, so you, you can't teach here. <laughs> I said, you know, I, if I know everything I need to know to teach kids how to, you know, yeah. use shutter speed and aperture, like, you know what I mean? But it's, you know, some of those things are very insular in that way, you know, yeah, sort of like true. these, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. I think there's a, there's an advantage to being somewhat self-taught in that you don't, you don't get stuck in the same holes as other people might because that's the way they learned, you know? Correct, um, yeah. Of course there, there are, there are problems cause then you have, you have holes in your knowledge because you just never got around to it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it, it also is interesting because especially in the transition that's happened from analog to digital photography in the time that I would have been in school and stuff, I would have learned all kinds of darkroom stuff, which I've been in the darkroom. I can, you know, sure. if you put a gun to my head and say, you know, process <laughs> this film, I, I could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that would have been useless when I got out. Yeah. You know, so the, 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 um, the schools, um, what's the word I'm looking for curriculums, uh, you know, are a little slow to catch up. So I don't think I missed anything by not being in photo school in the nineties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you yeah. think do you think that um like you said your 365 project is sort of that that was kind of the catalyst for you right in terms of yeah. of pushing you to maybe even to where you are I guess really to where you are now right Yeah I mean I I think I have an addictive I I have an addictive personality in the sense that some people will say it's funny some people say big deal you're taking a portrait of somebody different every day I'm like have you actually tried to do something every single day that requires you finding someone else to do it? You know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's one of those things, but it, you know, I couldn't go to sleep. There were days where I was supposed to shoot somebody at 9 PM. We had it all worked out. And then the last minute, you know, their mother dies or something, something completely, you know, uncontrollable happens. They get in a car accident and they're, uh, you know, yeah. their flight doesn't fly or whatever. And I have to go find somebody else. And it's like, well, it's nine o'clock at night. It's 20 <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. It's dark. Everyone's inside. Yeah. And you need somebody because you cannot go to sleep tonight until you post somebody. <laughs> you know, it's like it happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you never miss. Yeah. You know, and I ended up doing I ended up doing it in 2017 because it was it was it was it was New Year's Eve of 2017. And I'm sitting in bed with my wife and I'm going to sleep. And I was just thinking, you know, Trump was going to become president soon and all the, you know, everything, all that stuff was going down. And I just thought, man, I cannot just sit here and watch the news for the next three years. Right. Like I need something, <laughs> I need something to keep my mind busy. Yeah. And I said, I, I think I'm going to start another 365 tomorrow. And my wife turns to me and says portraits. And I said, yeah. And, and she's like, all right. And the next morning I called a friend of mine, her mother was, you know, his mother was visiting. I went over, shot the mother, yep. started from there. And at the end of a year, did another year at the end of that year, did a third year, you know, did three years in a row of these people. So, you know, 
some people don't shoot a lot in three years. I shot 1,095 different people for right. fun on top for of fun, my on work. On top of the work, yeah. <laughs> um, and so now, you know, and you get these big giant bodies of work because of that. And I think, you know, I watched this terrible Amazon movie, The Aeronauts. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Where it's Eddie Redmayne and and uh, and uh, Felicity, whatever, Jones. Is that the one in Star Wars? Anyway, and they go up in a balloon in like 1865 or whatever it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like crazy stuff happens. But he's like this nerd who's a, who's a meteorologist who lost her husband. Anyway, she says to the guy, you know, I don't think my husband would have liked you. He preferred people who practiced to people who studied. <laughs> and and I heard that. And I was like, yeah, me too. That's that's me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd much rather hear about somebody who just does it rather than somebody yeah. who talks about it. Yeah. Um, and so even when I talk about it, whether it was on the shows I used to do or the shows I do now or talking to you today, yeah. I at least don't have any feeling inside me that says, oh, this is a whole lot of hot air. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually practicing what I preach. It's like, well, I shoot all the time. Yeah. Which is kind of what has made the last year really tough, right? Because yeah. I'm an extrovert. I require other people. Um, and this is the one year where the last thing you want to do is be inside with somebody from four feet away without mask on. Yeah. You know, um, so it's a real 100 mile an hour straight to slamming into a brick wall when it comes to all that. How, how did you, how'd you navigate that? And, and do we, do we need to talk about the daily cheese ball when we get into this or (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was about to say my wife was very smart and she said, friends of ours went to the store and they said, you know, you need anything? I said, give me one of those big barrels of cheese balls. <laughs> and they did. I thought I said it as a joke and yeah. they did. Yeah. And my wife took a video of me throwing one up in the air and catching it in my mouth. And and when we were, she's like, I'm going to post this. So I was like, all right, sure. Yeah. And she said, you know, here's what we're going to do. You're going to make, you're going to make a video of you eating a cheese ball a different way every single day. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you need, you need a project and here's, I'm going to give you an arbitrary project. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've done a few little short films. I mean, this is a whole other area, right? Like I, I, I am not a video person. I've made it, I've written and made a few handful of short films with like a dozen short films. Um, and then, uh, this all comes around and suddenly, you know, I'm stuck and I have a bucket full of cheese balls and I have days stretching ahead of me empty. And, you know, yeah, sure. They start out really simple. You know, you make some stupid little five second thing where somebody tells a joke and you throw a cheese ball in the mouth. And then by the end of it, I kept them under a minute so I could post them on Instagram. Yeah. Um, But by the end of it, I was doing, you know, rendering multiple cheese ball particle effects in in (laughs) Da Vinci Fusion. And, you know, I mean, I was doing green screen stuff and compositing and all kinds of stuff all via shot on an iPhone, right? None of that was yeah. shot on a real camera. Yeah. Um, and so, and then coming up with ideas, right? Like, okay, what are we doing today? I don't know. Uh, should we do a riff on this movie? Should I do a thing where, you know, I'm, I'm playing handball with one of them. Should we do one <laughs> where, you know, I'm on the moon? Like what could we wear? You know, it's whatever we have in the room. So if I put a big bulky jacket on and then put a white t-shirt on over it, will it look like I'm in a moon suit or, you know what I mean? Whatever crazy idea you come up with. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that not all of them are gold, but some of them are really good, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, there's a few dozen in there that I would show to an art director or a creative director if I was trying to get a job doing commercials. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, so a hundred days goes by and I made a hundred short films, you know, yeah. what did you do? You know what I mean? Like it's sort <laughs> exactly, of, you know, yeah. it's sort of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that was something we could do. And my wife of course was working the whole time. So I had to say, can you take a break after your next zoom meeting? We're going to go up on the roof and <laughs> do, do some crazy cheese. Re recreate Indiana Jones. Uh... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, and try to figure out the angles and, you know, I obviously can't be on the camera and be in the thing at the same time. So it's trying yeah. to figure all that out. And, right. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, but, but, I found that I am not happy unless I have some level of that creative juice going. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I was telling you before we started that I, um, I started writing like a, a, a screenplay for a, for like a feature film level length thing. So I had a stupid idea and I started writing it. It's like, I don't know how to write. I don't know how to do anything. There's a guy named Don who hangs out at the diner up the street who yeah. teaches screenwriting at NYU. And so I bumped into Don and I said, Hey, Don, and I started peppering him with questions. And yeah. I said, you know, when I get this a little further along, will you sit down with me? He's like, absolutely. Send it to me. I'll, you know, I'll read it. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes you have to not think too much about something before you do it. Yeah. I'm not a, are you a planning person? I'm not a planning person. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it depends if I'm going on a trip somewhere, then I'm, then I'm a planner. Then I want to know like where I'm going to stay and, and things like that. But, uh, no, I, I'm also the same guy who will go on that trip and we'll just spend a day with no destination in mind and we'll just wander and see where I end up and find out what's down this alley, you know, and that yeah. sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I've, I've done creative projects where I've thought about it a lot beforehand and I've lined things up and, and invariably they're never as successful as the ones that I just picked up a camera and literally fell out of bed and started doing. Yeah. I think because there's like no, there's nothing working against me. Like if I'm already flowing in that direction, just stay on the river. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Although I feel like a lot of the stuff you do does definitely feels pretty well planned. Like you, you know, some of your pretty, um, bigger you know, conceptual, stuff. bigger conceptual stuff. Exactly. Right. Like there's gotta yeah. be a certain level of planning going into those. You'd be surprised. Like some of them end up being like, there's a shot where I have the girl, she's climbing a ladder and reaching up towards the moon. Right. Yeah. And, that was literally, you know, she said, oh, my parents have a roof deck and it's got a good view. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And I said, you know, go up there and just take some pictures on your phone. And she sends me all the pictures and we're, I was looking at all the stuff. And then in the corner of one of them, you could see the ladder going up to like one of those water towers. I said, is that one of those water towers? And she goes, yeah. And I go, ding, like yeah. a little light goes off, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like me and two other people are going to go up there and I'm going to boost you up over the safety thing that makes you not able to climb the ladder to the water tower. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm going to have a friend hold a light up on a on a stick 10 feet up. And then I'm just going to figure out what to do with them afterwards. You know what I mean? Like I had a vague right. sense of what I was going to do, but, yeah. you know, it's just playing around with them. Yeah. Um. So sometimes they are not haphazard, but sort of made in real time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. of course, you know, if, if it's a commercial thing and you need to know exactly what it's going to look like after the fact, well, that's sure. a little different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I can do that stuff, but I don't find that larger projects work that well when I think about them too much before I start. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've got a line, I think it's in your Instagram bios, uh, uh, where I wrote it down here. So it's, uh, take portrait, obsess, repeat. Yeah. Is that, is that going to sum up, uh, how, how like, your brain like works? It's a shampoo or? thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I shoot 
I sit there and a lot of the, a lot of my pictures, a lot of it comes down to editing. You know yeah. I mean? My stuff is not right out of camera. Yeah. Um, I don't think it looks overworked in any way, or at least I try not to have it look overworked in any way. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely, when I'm shooting, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get to know your camera, especially the cam, I shoot with a weird camera. I shoot with a Pentax 645Z. So it's, it's, it's got gobs of dynamic range, but it's kind of biased so that if you clip the highlights more than a half a stop or a stop, you're not going to get them back. So right. you sort of, you sort of expose for the highlights and then let everything else sit where it does. And you can always pull it up and post. And as long as you're at a low enough ISO, it's fine. There's plenty of stuff in the shadows. Yeah. In fact, there's gobs of stuff in the shadows if, yeah. if you really want to. And it's why I use this camera. Yeah. But, um, you know, so if you looked at my raw file, sometimes you're just, how the heck is that ever going to work? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I, I know it's, it's like, it's half molded clay. Like I'll, yeah. I'll deal with that later. You know, yeah. it'll be okay. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't get it any better in camera right now unless I use a lot more lights or unless I do this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, I don't own a car. I live in New York city. You know right. what I mean? I don't, I can't bring, you know, six C stands and a bunch of strobes to yeah. every location. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you end up working small and, and that ends up, uh, making it so that you can make a lot with a little, you yeah. know I mean? It's, there's a lot of times I, I went to, if, if you look at my Instagram right now, there's a bunch of pictures of these two friends of mine, my friend, uh, 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 Kelsey and Molly and their roommates. And they, I went over to their house and we shot for like four hours, just like, you know, hey, try this outfit on. We'll do this. Mm-hmm. And you end up with, you know, 10 different looks in six different rooms or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, the only thing I had with me was a little Godox strobe. You know what I mean? Like it was just like a, basically a big speed light. Yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of stuff with me. You know, it's just like, that wasn't what I was doing that day. Yeah. You can do a lot with that. If you get good at knowing what the limitations are and working within the limitations or understanding that limitations aren't always limitations, you know, well, there are opportunities, right? So here, you yeah. know, and I mean, like, like you said, it comes back to having that, that curiosity and that, uh, that obsession and that drive maybe to, you know, Oh, I've just soaked my fifteen hundred dollar lens exactly. in the ocean. Now I've got to shoot everything wide. Saltwater, right? by the way, Sean, terrible. <laughs> Not good. No. Terrible for electronics. Huh, interesting. The really <laughs> sad thing about it with that lens, though, is that if it was on my camera, it would have been fine because it's water, it's weatherproof. Right. If it's connected to the camera, it got in from the back, right? Sure. You know? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes that you you have to, the bad thing happens, and it is an opportunity. But that, I mean, and that's that's okay. That's part of the fun, right? Is, is sort of thinking on your feet. It's a little like improv, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Or you show up at a location and somebody changes the brief at the last minute. It's like, well, shoot, I got to figure out how to make this work. Yeah. You know, and everyone else is freaking out and you don't have to freak out because you think to yourself, no, this is kind of where I eat. This is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I walk into some place and I make it work with minimal lighting or whatever it is. Like I know that I can get something good out of this. Yeah. You know, and let me do my job. I'm good yeah. at this. You know, yeah. I feel like improv is a, is a good way maybe to describe your your career. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that. It, I I mean, it's it's interesting because just because you've you know you've you've done so many different things, and and like you said uh, very early on when we started chatting, you know, you're doing photography, and you, I mean, obviously you're doing well. You're you know you you've been doing it for years. Uh, it's I. I'm assuming still moderately successful, even though you're, you know, we're, we're in a pandemic. Sure. Uh, but 
you know, it's maybe not the the end game for you, right? Like there, there's there's other stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, it's one thing when you're switching careers when you're 25 or when you're 30. Yeah. Or when you're 18. You know, it's like I'm <laughs> yeah. 46 now. Yeah. It's like changing careers when you're 46 suddenly becomes a little scarier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole photo world has has shifted so much. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you see. You know, I have friends who are like monster photographers and they have 1500 followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and some kid on a phone who takes really crappy skate pictures has 6 million. And you're like, <laughs> I don't understand. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason. It makes no, no sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, I mean, and I'm not knocking the people who have, I mean, there's lots of people who are amazing and have a lot of followers. I'm not yeah. knocking it like that. I'm just saying that there's no, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily correlate to the quality of the work in any way. That's right. Um, and so it's really weird. I mean, you, you follow Art Streber and you're like, okay, well, Art Streber can set up, you know, 26 pro photo heads on Magnum things and, you know, I'll build out all stuff. It's like, well, I don't have the budget to build out a set. You know what I mean? Like Dan Winters can, because right. I don't get paid $40,000 for an editorial gig, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, to some extent you wonder like, where in this do I sit? Has the, has the, has the industry shifted so much that either you're at the Uber high end and you're kind of trying to tread water to keep your head above water up there, mm -hmm. or you're fighting amongst the masses down the bottom, duking it out for, you know, who has more pictures of girls with nice butts on their Instagram feed. Cause that's how you get lots of likes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Which I'm just not interested in. Yeah. Um, you kind of wonder, well, at what point is it, does it make more sense to jump to that next thing that I find interesting, mm -hmm. you know? Whether right now, maybe it's writing. I don't know. I yeah. just starting. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think that the idea that you ever I've never I never really like the idea of saying, Oh, I'm gonna do this until I'm X years old and then I'm gonna retire. Mm -hmm. Well and then do what I love, right? That's what people say. Well, I do what I love now. Yeah. Why would I retire? You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Do you yeah. <clears throat> do you find um Cause I mean, obviously you're doing assignment work and you're doing personal work. Is it, what's, what's the balance for you? Like, do you, I mean, obviously we talked about how, you know, you did 300, 365 projects where you're, sure. where you're shooting every day, but you know, they're obviously at, at a certain level, you, you know, you're, you're doing your screenwriting, um, at this point you're doing things. Cheese you ball love. videos. Cheese ball videos. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you're, you're doing things that interest you. What's, what's the, what's the balance there? Like, do you, you know, at a certain point, you know, maybe the hope is that those personal projects are going to lead to maybe some, some paid work sure. or, or that yeah. sort of thing. But, but what, what's, what's the balance for you? Does that make well, sense? The, uh, the irony of it though, is that, you know, you could do all the crazy conceptual, beautiful portraits with all kinds of, you know, stuff that, and everyone wants to say, they want to say, Oh, I want to see something exciting and creative. And it's like, you show them piles of something that is exciting and creative and they go, yeah, can you, we need you to shoot somebody on white background with one light. Can you, can you do that? Can you show me some examples of that? It's like, yeah. this thing that took me six weeks to create isn't enough to show you that I could shoot somebody on white. You know, right. you really yeah. need to see examples of that. Yeah. 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 And it's funny how much, how much of the, you know, client work that I get, I mean, which I'm happy to do ends up being very much like my daily portraits more than it ends up being like my conceptual portraits or my, dancer stuff with, you know, my stuff with dancers or that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, which if you look up, there's a good example though. If, if I look up Bill Wadman on, on Google, if you look at images, 
probably 20 of the top 30 that show up are this project of these slow, uh, slow exposure dancer shots that I did 10 years ago right. that I did because I happen to be friends with a lot of modern dancers. So I messed around with that for, I don't know, three weeks. Yeah. And then I'd never made any more. Yeah. But somehow that ended up on, you know, being a thing on Behance or one of those things, you know what I mean? That yeah. gets tons of views and ends up on Pinterest or whatever. Cause people love dancers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that the thing that you thought was a throwaway project ends up being the thing that you get remembered by. Right. And the thing that you put the most work into gets completely forgotten. <laughs> it's like, you can't control any of that. No, right. No. Um, for me though, to answer your question for me, it's like if, if commercial work comes along and it's interesting it's, and you know, the, the, the fee is all right, you know, like, great. Yeah, yeah let's do it. You know, yeah. um, I would rather do a handful of bigger work, you know, client work things that make good money. I'd rather work two, three days a week or a month rather mm -hmm. doing some bigger client thing with a bunch of zoom calls in between and be able to do my own stuff rather than grinding it out every day for $300 assignments for a newspaper yeah. or something like that. Yep. Doesn't interest me. Yeah. Makes sense. Maybe because I have a bad back. I can't carry stuff. <laughs> you need a car. You need a car, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a car. No, I don't want a car in my neighborhood. No. no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, to me, I, it's like my, I like to do the client work and I think that I am good at it. But, you know, I would be doing this whether or not I was making money at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's what I do when I'm not working for money. I'm also making my own stuff. So, for me, it's a labor of love. And if people also want to pay me for it, great. That's great. That's how I make, you know, that's how I pay my rent. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I don't live to do client work. I live to make cool stuff. If some of it happens to be client work, great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, yeah. um, you, you, you seem to enjoy, um, not, not, not just the art of it or the, you know, the, the process of shooting it, but you like to, I mean, obviously you like to talk about it, right? I mean, you know, we, we, we mentioned your podcast that you did with, uh, with Jeffrey Sidoris for, for yeah. six years, but you're doing sure. other, you're doing other sort of creative stuff. Like you've got, um, you've got something on YouTube I saw where you're talking about art. And right? Sandy talking Sandy about Robertson. art. Yeah. 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 Sandy is, uh, uh, is a, is an art teacher over in the UK. Yeah. Uh, originally from Scotland over in the UK and, uh, some of her, her students recall, will email me sometimes because I guess I'm on their syllabus or uh, syllabus. No, syllabus. That's a word, right? Syllabus. Syllabus. Thank syllabus, you. Yeah. <laughs> COVID brain. Right, yeah. uh, on their syllabus for for you know artists to think and they'll contact me and stuff. And she wrote me months ago and just said, hey, you know, so great that you're so nice to my students and whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, I have this. I have a YouTube channel and I interview people. I said, great. She's. I said, I'm. I'm in. And we did that and we had so much fun doing it that now every week, yeah, we sit down and one of us will make a, mostly her makes a, a, a chunk of slides and then we just talk through them for an hour, Yeah, which is really interesting um, for both of us because we look at it so differently, right? right? Like I'm a very practical person. You know, we, we had a conversation last week about you know, stories in photographs and she pulled up some Cartier-Bresson photograph and mm -hmm. she was talking in her head. She sees it as the story that gets created when I'm looking at it and I'm part of the story and whatever it is. And I said, mm -hmm. Cartier-Bresson didn't care about you or me. He cared <laughs> about the three people in this image and him. Yeah. We're complete by, there is a truth that exists in the photograph that doesn't have anything to do with the viewer. Right. 
There's also the thing with the viewer, sure, but like if you really had to pin it down, the photograph have, has its own thing that has nothing to do with what we come up with in our heads when we explain it. And she can come up with really great ways to explain her view. And I think the two of us kind of butt heads a little bit. And that's kind of, what, I guess, what makes it interesting. Yeah. And I think it, in some ways that's what made Jeffrey and I interesting when we talked on Hunting Pictures. Yeah. Was that we have a different way of looking at these things. And I think they're both valid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just like talking about art and, you know, Sandy's great. So, you know, she and I just sit around and talk for an hour a week yeah. uh, doing that. But yeah, I mean, I like, like I said, even with my pals podcast, you know, it's like, I'll sit down with anybody. Oh, you're a lighting designer at the Met. Sure. Let's talk. You're a, you know, computer programmer. Let's talk. You know, yeah. you're a journalist, you're an actor. Like I, I want to know how things work and and how things I'm fascinated by the ways in which different aspects of life are all sort of related, mm-hmm. you know, how the lessons learned in one thing, say photography are also true of writing are also true of computer programming. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's sort of commonalities of truth. Yeah. And I, I, I like that idea and I, I like to find those, those strands. Cause I think ultimately everybody is looking inward towards the same ultimate goal. You know, yeah. I'm not a religious person, but the thing people call God, right. They, they, like sure. everyone's trying to reach this perfection. Yeah. We're all just coming at it from different angles. Yeah. And so I, 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 I don't know. I just like thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, def- definitely. I mean, the, you know, we can see it in, in almost everything you're, you're doing and, and through your career, it's, it's a lot of it is storytelling, whether it's literal or whether it's, it's visual storytelling, you know, it seems like you're, yeah. you're, you know, that's, that's a big part of, of what you're doing. Yeah. It's what's funny about it is that when I was younger, I was never, I was never a good writer. I was never good at making up stories like that's just not the way my mind worked. And so in some ways I'm just, doing it with a, with a, with a virtual gun to my head. Right. You know what I mean? It's just sort of <laughs> right. like, I, I, I got to make something yeah. before the time, before the clock ticks out and I, you know, get yeah. dropped into the, the water of alligators, you know, <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> what are you working on right now? So what's, what's, uh, and I guess maybe what do you, what do you have? Is there anything interesting coming up in, in your, uh, in your life, you in know, your work? Uh, it's I, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hodgepodge of stuff. I think that, yeah. um, I just got, I just got one of these, I just got one of these things, these black magic cameras. Oh yeah. And so I'm really excited to get back to messing around with some video stuff. And, uh, I also got, uh, I got all the toys recently. I got, uh, road makes these little, these new little wireless mics, this, uh, Oh yeah. The little lav mics. Yeah. But, but they're, they're just clip on, you know what I mean? You can put a lav into them, but they're transmitters and there's a receiver. Right. They have a new one that's got two you know, separate mics and one receiver. Right. And so I thought, man, it'd be really fun to clip those on people and go for walks in the park with them. Yeah. And then pan it left and right so that when you're listening to it on headphones, yeah. you're taking the walk with the person because their oh, environment's yeah, going yeah. past, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with some of that, do some video stuff. I mean, I'm still shooting lots of stills, you know, yeah. when when I when I get around to it, although, you know, the pandemic is still putting a pretty big damper in that. Yeah. Uh so I think finding stuff that has nothing to do with what I normally do is how I'm keeping myself sane in this <laughs> current crazy world we're all living in. Yeah. Hopefully I can get that vaccine soon. You yeah. guys get the vaccine up there? Do you get? You oh my got god. That? So uh, we're 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 way behind. We're so slow in Canada and and where I am in general. There's 
I'll, I'll be I'll be trapped in my house for a while yet. I think so. Unfortunately, yeah, but, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, like a lot of people I know. My wife got her first thing because she's got bad asthma, but it's you know, it's like. I feel like they need, they should, they should prioritize at some point, they should prioritize people who need to be with other people to do their job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> lots of people can still work at home for another three months. It's like, yeah. I can't really do my job unless yeah. I get something, you know? No kidding. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a, I'm, I'm kind of champing at the bit to try to, yeah. so I could get mine so I can get back to, get to back to my regular scheduled programming. But, That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, you'll you can you can yeah you can watch this stuff with Sandy every week, and I'm gonna do some more pals, and gonna keep writing these screenplays. I don't know, something different. Yeah. You know, you ever get bored with stuff? You just need to find something different to do. Oh, 100. percent Well, I, it's interesting. So I'm I'm in the process right now. I'm looking for a new house in an entirely new city. Like we're moving to a whole new city, and I've I mean I've been, you know, I'm kind of like you. I, I you know I did photography in college back in the day. Uh, you know, I did it was kind of like this media art. So I did television and radio and, sure. and I, I loved it all. And I, and, but I mean, it was, it was, you know, developing prints in the dark room. I, I learned some very basic stuff, but I always, you know, I always just kind of like had a camera and, and was shooting and shooting and, and did it because I loved the, the creative side of it. And I got into portraiture and um, I ended up sort of becoming like a wedding and family photographer. And I've been doing that for like 13 years and I'm, I'm just done. I'm done. And now I'm looking at this opportunity of I'm moving to a new city. I'm, I, you know, so clean I just built, slate. Clean slate. Yeah. I just built a whole new website. It doesn't even, there's not a single wedding photo on it. Like I'm not going to be yeah. a wedding photographer when I move. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, starting, yeah. I'm starting from zero. I'm starting at the bottom of the pile in this new city. So I'm going to reinvent myself uh, in terms of what I do. Um, it is interesting though, that like, you know, I have friends who are really high end wedding photographers and absolutely love it. People yeah. who shoot kids absolutely love it. Yeah. Like I would rather lay brick than shoot weddings <laughs> right. or kids. It's just like, it's just not what I'm interested in. Yeah. Cause I don't get any of what, what I really, what gets me about portraits is the fact that I could sit down and my portrait sessions are basically what you and I are doing now. Yeah. And there's a camera there. Exactly. You know, it's a therapy session with a camera. It's yeah. not a, yeah. you know? And so I feel like a lot of the things that are very voyeuristic sort of photography kind of elements, like with kids and with weddings and events and that kind of stuff, it's like, well, you're taking all the fun out of it. The fun yeah. is the, my interaction with the other person. That connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. so it's it's really interesting how some people really get into it. Street photography doesn't really interest me at all, or yeah. landscape photography. It's like I'll do it if I happen to be in a national park, but it's, <laughs> I would never go there just to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it I, it's one of those things where there are so many different facets. Even something as small as photography, stills photography. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, you gotta. That's exciting though. You get to start over again. I want to start over again. <laughs> well, I think you're doing that all the time. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I'm it's, trying. it's, yeah. I, I mean, I've got a curiosity too. And, and, and I always want to, and, and for me, and, and I guess, you know, we're getting off topic here. This is the Bill Wadman interview, but, uh, sorry um, about that. <laughs> that's okay. But, but for me, what, what really, I think I want to do is, is be a storyteller. Like I want my work to tell stories and I love, you know, I mean, I like, I actually like street photography, but I like to do sort of the humans of New York kind of thing where I'll go up sure. to somebody and I'll strike up a conversation and I want to actually include their story with, with sure an image, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So for me, it's, it's, yeah, it's about that, that humanity and, and telling that, that human story. You it's interesting. I, mean? yeah. I, I feel exactly the same way, except most of the time I don't want to tell a lot about. It's weird. I want to talk to the person and have them open up enough that 
They feel like it's a safe space to say things they wouldn't say normally. Yeah. The kind of stuff that they wouldn't want publicly known. And I feel like the, the their demeanor and the way that they become while we're taking pictures maybe shows up in the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, it could be a real deep conversation about, you know, the death of a parent or their, you know what I mean? They're, they're falling out or, you know, how they were heavy when they were a kid and they lost a lot of weight or whatever, like really intense thing experience they've had in their life. And it's like, they don't want to share that with the world. They'll share it with me because they trust me enough. Yeah. And maybe that comes across as a more open representation of themselves in the final photograph. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like, I want that moment with them, except I want to keep the words private. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, makes, it makes sense. And it's, it's tricky, right? Like it's such a, it's such a subtle thing, but I think, you know, you, you get a sense of that when you look at photos, whether, whether that's that openness is, is there or not. And I mean, we hope, I, I guess as, as portrait photographers of some portrait photographers, maybe. Um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hope, hope I think, you know, that. I end up doing lots of research about my people. If I have to go for like a work gig, it's like, you know, oh, yeah. I, this guy's a known guy who's done interviews and written papers. Like I'll go read the papers and watch the interviews. So yeah. that when I'm talking to him, it's not, Oh, how was your drive here today? And, yeah. 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 You exactly. know, it's like, Oh, let's talk about this paper you wrote in college about, you know, Aloha net networking. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? I read my paper in college. Yeah, yeah. I did. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's more way. Bill, Bill, let's, uh, I, I told you early on, I want to do some rapid fire questions. If yep, you, rapid you, fire. Let's do it. Are you ready? Okay. Limber up. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll do, I got, I got a bunch here. Okay. I'll just run through them. We'll see what we get here. Okay. Here we go. Who's a photographer more people should know about? Uh, Stefan Louveau over in Paris, France. He's like my favorite. Absolutely adore this guy. I mean, he's got a few books out, but he's, he's, you know, he's great. Who's the person you most want to photograph? Oh, God. That is a good question. It's funny. I think Matt said uh, 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 Tom Waits or something, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in some ways, I've actually photographed some of the people I've, you know, I've, uh, uh, that I've already ever wanted to photograph, uh, including Dan Winters, which was really exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have a good question. I don't have a good answer for that one. I'd have to think about that one. Oh, that's all right. It'll that's take right. too long. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go a little deep dive here. A historical figure you would have wanted to photograph. Oh, um, uh, Oppenheimer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm a nuclear weapons guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I got to shoot uh, Buzz Aldrin once. I would have loved to meet uh, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, I'm a big moon landing guy too. Yeah. I, I gathered that from the cheese ball video. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I, you already answered this earlier. What's your what was your first camera? Uh, my first camera that I actually bought actually was a Pentax. Uh, uh, oh, what the heck was that one? The the one that everyone uses. I'm completely blanking. K1000. Yeah, you are Pentax yep. K1000 that I bought at Adorama used for 199 dollars in yep. a 50 millimeter 1.8 lens that I bought. I think it was $250 total. I took a break off of my job one day in year 2000 or 99. Yeah. What's your dream camera? Uh, in many ways, I have my dream camera. Your Pentax. I mean, I, I, it's funny. It's like until that new 100 megapixel $6,000 Fuji came out last week, and I'm still not sold on it because I don't like electronic viewfinders. Yeah. Uh, but until that one came out, I was thinking to myself, man, what do I buy if they don't put out a new one of these? Right. I don't know what to do. Like this K1000 
camera's great, like for what I do. Yeah. It's slow and clunky and lumbering, but I love it. Yeah. So then I, then I, you don't even have to answer the next one. It's if you could only use one camera in the lens the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, it would be a, uh, like a 28 millimeter equivalent lens. Yeah. Uh, so on this camera, it's my 35 yeah. millimeter lens on, on, a, on this camera. Um, but yeah, I like wide angle. There's a whole, if you go look on my website, there's a whole series called Drabbles where they're all shot with a 28 millimeter lens on a Canon. And I just fell in love with it. It's very cinematic looking because it's yeah. wide enough to show everything. Yeah. Not, not great for close-ups on people, but no, <laughs> great for environmental portraits. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite website? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Do I even have a favorite website? I spend a lot of time at Mac Rumors and Slashdot. I'm God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm terrible. I it's like uh Ars Technica. That's a good website. Yeah, old school one. stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I'm like, you know, I'm boring. So so if you're on Mac Rumors, then obviously the, the answer to Mac or PC uh, is pretty self-explanatory there. It, I used to be I used to be a, I was a PC guy for I didn't own a Mac until 2001, I had a titanium power book for a hot minute, but mostly I was a PC guy until 2011. Yeah. And then I switched, uh, I had, I had a Mac laptop, but I, I built Hackintoshes for years, yeah. Both Jeffrey and I had Hackintoshes for years. Yeah. And this actually the iMac pro that I'm talking to you on now is the first like desktop Mac I've ever owned. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. What is your biggest achievement? Being able to pay my rent, taking pictures. <laughs> That's solid. That is solid. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay, you're a music guy. What's your Desert Island album? Uh, jellyfish Spilt Milk. Jellyfish Spilt Milk. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're going to have to go listen to <laughs> yeah, I gotta, Jellyfish. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up. You got to put on some good headphones, and you have to listen to it from beginning to end. It's sort right. of a large concept album. Okay. Uh, another Desert Island question. What's your Desert Island book? Uh, Zen and the Order of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persick. Oh God, I couldn't read it. I couldn't get into it. It's my favorite book of all time. Oh man. Interesting. You got to start over again. <laughs> I, maybe good. I got to try again. I tried it like uh, 10 years ago and I had, I had to keep... How, how far did you make it? Well, it, it's kind of like, it's sort of split into two, right? Like, so he's got the, the journey part he, and then he jumps got... between, yeah, the trip with his kid is just sort of the framework on which he lays yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I can't even remember. The, but The history of his own insanity. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was kind of like, and, and I can't even tell you which part I didn't like, but there was one yeah. half of those I just couldn't get into. So I would just like skip. <laughs> I would just go to the next uh, yeah. uh, block. I think yeah. I, I think somehow identify, I identified with the idea of someone going insane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, actually there's some, there's a whole idea in that book all about the idea is, 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 is the idea of quality and that things have inherent quality. Yeah. And that it's about the work that you do and, and the, the things that you make, like there is a difference between something that is just okay and something that is great. And a lot of it has to do with the intent of what you're trying to, to do with it. And yeah. I, I don't know, I, I take something away from that, that I really, always really liked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. I see that. Yeah. There's a, there's a really good, I'll just digress one second. There's a, yeah. there's a sequel that he wrote called Lila where he takes a boat down the Hudson river and he comes into New York and it's all sort of autobiographical and he's selling the rights to Zen to, I think like he meets up with like Robert Redford or whatever. He's walking to Robert Redford's hotel room and he says, you know, New York 
is, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I always like living in New York. He says, New York is one of the few places in the world that doesn't ask whether something was cool somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and I was that's just nice. like, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a really good way of putting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's another good one for you because if you, anybody listens to, um, on taking pictures podcast, you guys are always like dropping quotes from movies. So what's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I I think probably the Hunt for Red October. I could watch that movie a thousand Interesting. times. Interesting, yeah, yeah. And I have watched it a thousand times. <laughs> That's a great movie. Almost Famous is a great movie. Yeah. I, I I am not a super high-minded. Like I would never say that you know, like The Godfather's fine. I like The Godfather. Yeah. But I would never say you know some Fellini movie is my favorite movie. Right. I just don't. I'm not actually a big fan of Coen Brothers movies. Oh no. Like I find them very sterile. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't they don't do anything for me. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I'm a cheesy person. So yeah, I think I, you know, it's like my favorite TV shows, like The West Wing. I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan. Yeah. So you know, there's I like that sort of, you know, people aren't talking the way they normally talk in real life, and it's like mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. It's a script. It's not real life. Yeah. You know. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, what is my favorite podcast? God, I'm going to be super nerdy right now. <laughs> the only podcast that I listen to every week that I think about, I like look forward to yeah. is actually Accidental Tech Podcast, ATP. Okay. You ever listen to that? No, I haven't. Yeah. You know who John Syracuse is? Uh, he's, he used to write the reviews for Mac OS at Ars Technica. No, I don't. Yeah. Oh God, he's a s- super, super nerd Yeah. who used to do a show called Hypercritical on 5x5 where we did on taking pictures. Yeah. And so he does a podcast with his, him and his friends. It's like, I think they, they're all tech nerds and they used to do a show about cars called neutral. And then in the end of it, they would end up like start talking about tech just naturally. Right. And they just figured, why are we even trying to do the car (laughs) thing? We should just start talking about tech. So they started this show. So that's the only one I listened to sort of semi-religiously. Yeah. Although have you listened to the Roger Deakins podcast, the team Deakins podcast? No. Uh, Roger Deakins is the cinematographer and his wife, James have, uh, a show that they've been doing the pandemic yeah. where they bring on other cinematographers, some of whom ask questions to Roger and they talk about Roger's movies and then they interview other people They bring on sound and production and all these different people yeah. in the movie industry and just talk about like, you know, how they work and where they, how they got there and stuff. It's really, yeah. it's really interesting. So cool. Deacon's nice. podcast too. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Something you wish you knew when you started out, <clears throat> you know, some, does it have to be uh, uh, photography related? No, go just whatever comes up. I I did a, I did that thing on Instagram the other day where I, I asked did a Q and A where people could ask me questions. Yeah, and somebody actually asked me this question. Yeah, they said, "What do, What do you wish you knew when you were younger that you know now?" Uh, and I said uh, that people and experiences are more important than things, and that you need to cultivate a chosen family. Like you don't assume that your blood family is going to be everything to you. That yeah having friends that are at the level of family is very, very important. And you have to, something you have to actively put energy into. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good life advice in general. Yeah. (laughs) It's not very good for, uh, for self-promotion and, uh, and photography, but yeah. Um, okay. I'll, uh, I have more, but you know what? We could go on all day. I have one more. This is from Matt from Matt Carr. Okay. He wants to know how many burgers do you eat weekly at your local diner? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd say probably two. Yeah. It's a good burger. We, 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 uh, so I live in Park Slope in Brooklyn and there's this diner in the neighborhood called little purity. 
and they have a re- they hand pack their own burgers and they hand cut their own fries. Yeah. And my wife's last name is Conrad, and so the two of us we have a Conman burger. So Wadman and Conrad is Conman. Right. Uh, we have a Conman burger, which is uh, uh, American cheese and pickles with ketchup and mayonnaise, and that's yeah. it on the yeah. burger. And it is, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good burger. There we go. Awesome. Well, Bill, that was amazing. Uh, listen, uh, I'm not going to take up any more of your time today, but. Uh, yeah, whatever. Give me yeah. all the questions you want. I got nothing, I got nothing but time. <laughs> right. No, you got to, you got to go hide in that closet with your earplugs and write your oh, screenplay. <laughs> I have to actually take pictures of my iMac Pro so I can put it on Craigslist. Right. That's right. Well, make sure yeah. your your uh, MacBook Air is going to do what it needs first, right? I know. I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Bill, this has been really great. Thanks. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Bill Wadman, please check out the links in the show notes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review as it helps others discover our show. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, please check out archipelagoquest.com for our new subscription platform for photographers. There, you'll get access to new presets and profile collections, as well as new bonus and educational content, all for only $8 a month. And as a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of May, use the code PODCAST32 when you sign up for this special offer. Thanks again. Until next time.